You are listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm a general dentist, a practice owner, and a certified life coach. I teach women who own dental practices to lead with intention and literally fall in love with their businesses. Keep listening and you will see how learning to love your practice turns into loving your life too. Well, hi there. I'm Dr. Laura Mock. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Love Your Practice. I'm so glad you're here today. And today is an extra special interview with the amazing, beautiful, and smart Dr. Karen Tyndall, um, who is also a life coach for dentists. And she has so many wise things to say in this interview that we just recorded. Before we get to the interview, I have something kind of exciting to tell you that I have been cooking up for you, my listeners. Before I tell you what it is, I want to point out that in my coaching that I've been doing for these years, the thing that I hear the most for um, that my ladies complain about or struggle with is correcting or redirecting their employees. When they have something that they want their employees to do differently, they want to ask them, without drama, both within their own minds and, um, you know, what kind of reaction they're going to get from their employees. And I have used my life coaching skills and my experience in being a practice owner for the past 14 years. I have designed a mini course for you that is no cost to you whatsoever. It's just because I love you so much. I want this information to be out there to make your life easier. It is a little step-by-step course for how to redirect your employees with all the gratitude and all the emotional intelligence that you need, but also very specifically exactly what you want changed from them. And so it's these little videos plus a worksheet. If you fill out the form, uh, it has every single thing that you need to be ready to sit down and talk to your employee. And it's just a gift from me to you for this year, for Christmas, for being here, for listening. Ladies, I have just surpassed 12,000 downloads in this podcast. I cannot believe how big it's grown. And I want to keep on giving. And this course is a part of that. I want you to be able to have an easier time talking to your people your employees, your team, you're so grateful for them. And you, sometimes you need to ask them to do something differently And this course will help you do it. So this is how you're going to find the course. You can go to my Instagram, Dr. Laura mock DDS. Okay. Is the, um, is the tag, the Instagram tag mock is spelled M A C H like mock speed. Okay. Not like Dr. Spock, but mock speed. Um, or If you're not on Instagram, you can go to my website and just right there in the center of the front page, it's loveyourpractice.net. Right there in the center of the front page, there's going to be a thing that says free course on employee redirection. And all you have to do is click on that. And then the videos and the worksheet will come to your email. And then if you, if you take the course and it's amazing, reach out to me, let me know Um, how it was helpful, or if you have any follow-up questions, because I would love to hear from you. You guys have no idea how much of a thrill I get when I listen, when I get a message from one of my listeners. Okay. So that's what I have to tell you about this exciting announcement. And now we're going to get back to this interview that we had. 
And I hope you enjoy it. Listen to the whole thing because there's another amazing free gift at the end of the of the podcast episode. Okay, ladies, we'll talk to you soon. See you on the other side. All right. I would like to welcome to my practice. I mean, love your practice. <laughs> You're not in my practice. And let's, do you need some teeth fixed or anything? Because uh, I can still do that for you. <laughs> not today. Not today. Okay. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Amazing Karen Tyndall. Oh, thank you for having me, Laura. I'm really excited to be here today to have a chat with you. I am too. You know, I've been meaning to ask you on for quite some time, but you know, things get busy and, oh, we've known each other since like during, I think we met during the pandemic shutdown in a, um, a dental entrepreneur women's meeting or something, didn't we? Yeah. Right. I think it was about March, 2020. Mm-hmm. So right when things were getting a little bit hairy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell us about you. Like, how did you land here? And I'm talking to interviewing you on this podcast. Let's start with who you are. Yeah. So my name is Dr. Karen Tyndall. And as people will probably tell the first thing when they hear me speak is my accent. So I am originally from England. I'm from Yorkshire in England. And I moved to the United States coming up for six years ago now. Um, my husband had a job move over here and in England I originally used to be a family dentist before moving into orthodontics and I never envisaged myself living on the other side of the ocean like it just wasn't even a possibility I loved my job I loved who I worked with I had a we lived on a farm that we'd just built I had a horse everything was super settled but we found ourselves in the United States and I found that I could no longer work full stop, not even as a dentist, but I just couldn't work because I didn't have the right type of visa. So for the first time in my life, I had the opportunity to be a full time stay at home mum after having always worked in dentistry from the second that I graduated dental school. Um, And that was new and different to me, but very quickly, I found that I was a little bit bored. There needed to be something more to life than being on top of the laundry, always having dinner ready when everybody came through the door, which was lovely. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely loved that part of it. I kind of miss that part of my life now as well, of not being that full stay at home mom who's in charge, who's on top of everything. But it gave me the opportunity to do some further learning. Um, and I chose to become a professional life coach. Um, and I did my training for that. And then I got my accreditation with the International Coaching Federation. And that's where I find myself today back in the world of dentistry, um, but not touching the patients right. and helping make a difference to the people who practice the dentistry. Yeah. So now you serve dentists instead of patients. Yeah. And, and now you're finding that this is becoming a, something that's keeping you a lot busier, right. Than it was even a year and a half yeah. ago year. Oh yeah. So much several things. Yeah. Like, when you came to the United States, did you understand fully when you moved here that you were not going to be able to work and earn money at all? I knew that I had a visa not to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, I had always my whole adult life looked at the women who didn't work and I was always a little bit jealous 
And okay. I was always like, I wish that was me. Mm-hmm. Like I wish that I could be the stay-at-home mom. So to start off with, I was I was living my like what I had all what I thought I had always wanted. Yeah. To be the stay-at-home mom. And it was so good. Yeah. The feeling that I ha- that I was able to give myself by being always being there for my children, never f- feeling that I wasn't able to support them for the reason that I was at work was amazing. Um, and your kids were elementary school. Age? They were nine and 12 years yeah. old when they came. So they still needed, they still needed mummy um, a lot. They they always need mummy basically, but yeah. They, mine are bigger <laughs> and they still need me. They yeah. don't call me mummy because we are not from the United States, I mean, from Britain, but, but yeah, it's interesting how, and this goes back into a little bit of feminism, which when I say feminism, my heart does a little happy leap, just in Mm -hmm. case anybody was wondering, I'm up there with the woman power thing. I strongly believe that women um, should be able to choose, are they working? Are they staying at home? And there's sacrifices that we make on either one of those choices, mm-hmm. right? Or do they kind of straddle the middle and do something in the center? And um, for me, I was a stay-at-home mom and I was going to school um, part-time through through most of that, but I was a stay-at-home mom for like, I would want to say three or four years. And I disliked it. <laughs> of course, they were babies, right? They were tiny babies. Yeah. And, you know, it's that very tiring, isolating time when you're just feeding babies and getting up in the middle of the night and there's nobody to talk to and, and stuff like that. But there are women who love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I have now come to appreciate is that I have done both. Mm-hmm. And I can see why each section of that population of mums, whether they're working mums or stay-at-home mums or part-time who do a bit of both, mm-hmm. everybody thinks very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's hard to appreciate a different perspective. But once you experience it, I can now see it from all sides mm-hmm. of how it feels and how it should, how it can be and what what the experiences are that go with that. I guess I was lucky with my girls being a little bit older that during the day um, I was free to entertain myself. Um, And I also was like managing an international move. So there wasn't a shortage of things to do. And whilst creating a new life, I had plenty of things to to entertain me for the first couple of years before I got to the point that there's some piece missing that Mm -hmm. I need to be doing something else. Yeah. And now, now you're, um, you got this opportunity that the move created for you to get a new skill. Yeah. Whereas now you have a different kind of visa. So you are able to work, right? Yeah. And in the meantime, while you were sort of like your ability to earn money was on hold, you became this life coach that can help whoever you choose and what you ended up um specializing in in is women who are doctors is that right yeah that's perfectly right yeah women who are doctors who are are juggling Mm -hmm. busy challenging demanding careers Mm -hmm. with full family lives outside of work yeah and we have this like magical um (laughs) magical thinking concept that we should be able to balance it all and create this magic work-life balance. Like if we just make the right decisions and the right things to say yes and no to, that then we'll come to this Zen place where we're like, yes, I am doing the exact right balance of both things. Yeah. 
And seeing you, like, if people are watching this as a video on YouTube, and for those of you who are listening to it, what you did with your hands then, Laura, is you had them up and you were doing balance. I don't know. And that is exactly what it is. It's a balance conjures up this idea of juggling. It it conjures up this idea that things have to be 50-50, that when you come up with balance, that 50% work, 50% home. But that is probably now a very outdated um, goal, really, because work-life balance, that term, was coined back in the 1960s when the majority of women stayed at home and men went to work. And it was easier to have 50-50 work-life balance. Whilst in today's world, we need to have something, we need to find that thing that fits. So I have taken it one step further than work-life balance to sort of define what it is that we need to be finding. So this is something that you've developed on your own mm-hmm. as you serve these women yeah. is a concept that's beyond work-life balance to some new thing. What do you call it? So it's called work-life synergy. Okay. And synergy comes from the Greek word and sun means together and ergon meaning means work so it means it all has to work together so my work-life synergy approach um, to better balance is based on the premise that it's impossible to separate your life from your work and vice versa the two are definitely like you can't Um, And what it does is it encourages you to blend those various parts of your life Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. so that they work as a whole rather than seeing it as two separate things. If you can see it together, it's much easier then to create something that makes you feel good and understanding that this blending, there's an equilibrium in there. And like we've all learned in science classes and everything, an an equilibrium, it can slide along a scale. It doesn't have to be set 50-50. And I think that allows ourselves to be kinder to ourselves that we're not putting pressure on ourselves that I need this 50-50 work-life balance. Because there'll be days when you need to work more. There'll be days when you can be at home more. There'll be days, you know, you slide along that scale as necessary. Right. I like the idea of a, a scale because there's days and seasons of being a woman who's a dentist. There's, you know, certain days, but then there's also like with me, my kids are teenagers or older, you know, I mean, my youngest is a senior in high school. So I spend a lot more like money on them now than I ever have <laughs> tuition. Um, but also I, I'll go a week without seeing any of them or a month. Yeah right? Even my senior, because he goes to a boarding school that he chose. But um, back to this, um, being kinder to ourselves, I feel like that's synergistic with what I preach, which is that we need to be listening to what we are telling ourselves about ourselves and our practice. And in fact, the first, um, the first episode of this podcast, number one, there's 60 now, if you can believe that, this is 61, is uh, how to sleep at night when your dental practice lives in your head. Mm. So it's kind of that carrying home of the worrying parts of dentistry and, and the business ownership too, which none of us learn how to do. And then we're taking it home 
And if we're not in balance, if not, I'm not going to say the word balance, throw that in the trash. <laughs> if we're not in synergy, you know, maybe there's something happening at work that's causing a conflict with our ethics or an interpersonal conflict. Um, not only are we thinking about it in the middle of the night, but we're also telling ourselves that we should be handling it better. Yeah. Which is a way to think about something that, you know, you could teach us how to, how to be kinder to ourselves about it. Yeah. And I think when you say that, I think one huge part of this, and you're talking about as a woman owning a dental practice and everything that is like resting on your shoulders, uh, one of the terms for that would be mental load. And it's becoming a more you know popular term that people are aware of. And the mental load of a woman in dentistry is you have all of that load of owning a dental practice and being the business owner and being in charge and looking after your team and being that person that everybody comes to. Yep. And I would add the worrying part. Yeah. Like we get, we, we just buy it or we just open it. And we have this part of us that's like, will we make payroll? Will we survive this month? Will we survive this year? And Karen, that thought habit doesn't go away once it becomes a successful practice, unless we, uh, unless we acknowledge it and um, intentionally dismiss the thought. So the mental load is all of those things that you just listed. Plus, oh crap, I don't know if we have enough, even when there's plenty. (laughs) Yeah. Just worry about it so much, but go on. So so we have, but why don't you explain to the listeners the mental load concept? Because there might be people who haven't yeah. come across that yet. As far as just the mental load of being a woman and a wife and a mom. Yeah. So a really nice way to define mental load simply would be to say, always being the person to remember. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're the one that is holding it all together and it stops with you. So it's it's big things, it's tiny things that happen in the day to day. And you are have all these things in your mind, knowing that they need to be taken care of. So you've got that whole work side going on that is weighing on the mental load that way. But also at home, you're thinking about do I have to, when do I have to go grocery shopping or order the groceries for pickup? Do I, what have we got for dinner tonight? Um, when does, when did I put that load of laundry on and it needs to come out and be dried? Did the dog go out to potty like in the last few hours or do I need to take him out? If you're the person that is in control of those things, you always have to remember Now, there may be people that will help you. So you could maybe say to your partner or your children, hey, why can you take the dog out for me? But at the end of the day, you had to remember to ask them to take the dog out. Yes. Like you're the one with the internal spreadsheets of all the workings of the entire family. When does Johnny go to hockey practice and does he have all of his gear? Yeah. And how do I get in there and pick him up and bring him back and... Mm-hmm. do all of those things that are associated with it yeah and as the kids get bigger this actually becomes more complicated because at yeah. first it's feed the baby get the diapers change get them to sleep right but then when they're 15 and they're baking while you're not home it's also how can I train my children to tell me when they use the last stick of butter <laughs> so, so like or or how do I get my kids to let me know when the they um the 
kitty litter needs to be changed or the management becomes more complicated as they grow up. I'm sure, you know, because your kids do things like go on volleyball tournaments and college visits. And that's what's the itinerary of the college visit. Do we have to buy tickets? Are we driving? Which road are we taking? Which car are we taking? And all of those things traditionally have been the woman's job. And we grew up watching our moms do it. Mm -hmm. So unless we have made an intentional change to share that mental load with our partners. Yeah. It's still our job. Yeah. And I think the important thing is when you're thinking about sharing mental load, yes. the person you share it with has to completely and utterly buy into owning that role as yes. completely theirs. So they have to conceive the idea. They have to execute the idea and they have to like check that it's, done at the end so it's not just saying please can you look after the the lawn today but and then you're reminding somebody that it needs to be done or you're checking or whatever you have to hand over the entirety of that task Mm -hmm. to be able to release it off your mental load yeah so if your husband's coming to you and saying how can I help what is my assignment then that is the exact illustration of the fact that you have all the mental load Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're you're then sharing out that mental load whilst you would need to say to the equivalent of, okay, the trash is my job and I'm going to take control of that and I am going to just do everything that's about the trash. Mm-hmm. However, mail, whether it's going out or whether it's coming in, is your role. So if you're in charge of the mail, that means... I don't have to think about going out there to get it in. I don't have to think about what needs to go out there the next day. I'm not going to going to be the person that needs to buy the stamps mm-hmm. because you own that role. And I don't have to ask you if it got done. Yeah, because you own it. It's, it's yours. Yes. Yeah. So this kind of sharing of the mental load, like how would I learn more about how to implement this better? Is there like classes or a book or something? But there is there is a really good book. Um, and coming next year in 2022, um, I'm also going to be running um, some workshops on how to do this. Um, on how to remove the mental load. So the book is called Fair Play by Eve Rodsky, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a really good system uh, that she has set up. And I'm going to be taking that and adapting it for people, for women doctors, basically, of how this works. Um, I've used that as my inspiration and I have like, t- we've changed a few things as well. So that will be coming of how to reduce your mental load. So awesome. Watch so for anyone listening first we'll have this book as a link yeah, yeah. In, the, um, in the show notes yeah. and then later on in the meeting the episode today we're going to talk about something that you can offer people mm-hmm. and if, if you are interested in taking this workshop with Dr. Yeah. Tindy Ladle later take the free thing now and then you'll be on her email list yeah. and she can yeah. let you know when it's yeah. available okay so, I just love that topic of how do we reduce mental load I'm not perfect at it. Like it's still something that I work at and refine. And, you know, I don't think anybody ever gets perfect because life isn't perfect. I mean, we get better at it. 
possibly a little bit personal, but Karen, you are really good at taking care of details. And I noticed that when we're at meetings together, I let you take the mental load. I'll be like, okay, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. She'll, and you'll be like, oh, well, tonight we're going to this restaurant here. <laughs> and you already, you already figured it's, it out. And but, but I, but on the flip side of that, I allow people to do that because I, I am good at organizing, but I also like put myself forward to do that. So I must gain, I gain pleasure from doing that. And I think if there are, if there are other people that are in the same situation there, that they are the organizers and that you can like rely on them to get things or know what's going on. I've, I've been like that my whole life. Yeah. Um, but there comes a time when you have to say, right, I need, I need help with this now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's knowing when to say that you need help. Yes. Or speaking up and saying, you know what? I don't think I want to take care of tonight's reservations. Anybody yeah. else want to do it? Yeah. Okay. So when you talk about the synergy concept, part of it is this mental load thing, then, right? It's mm-hmm. making sure that you've removed from your mental load things that somebody else is willing or able to take over mm-hmm. or just things you don't want to do. Yeah. And also then just, it's also about working out how can I get the things done that I need to get done in the most ergonomic, simple way that allows me to do the various pieces that I want to do. So one of my clients um, is a orthodontist, mm-hmm. um, a woman, and she's, she's here in Arkansas. And she came to see me. I came, I went to see her actually, um, pre days of not being able to go see people in those days when we were just easily moving around. And she wanted to be able to practice yoga um, and be a woman dentist and have a family and still keep up. So she had qualified as a yoga instructor while she was in dental school. Um, which probably is a big feat in itself, finding those extra hours to do that while being in dental school. But she loves yoga. Mm -hmm. And she would always feel guilty that the only time that she could practice yoga was after work. Ah. Because that was when her free time was. But she also had in the back of her mind that that's the only time that they get together as a family. Mm-hmm. is after work so she would go to the yoga classes she would feel bad that she was at yoga that she wasn't at home with her children and she just didn't relax and enjoy the yoga as much as she used to but she knew that was an important part of herself and following my work-life synergy sort of system what we did is she was able to work out a way where she could do it all And the amazing solution to her problem is what she decided is she had empty upstairs office space in her dental office. And she started doing yoga every single lunchtime in her office space upstairs. But the best part was, is that she just didn't do it on her own. She invited the members of her team to join her in a class which she led. So her team members, some of them started yoga for the first time. Some of them already did a little bit of yoga, but they had this amazing benefit of doing yoga at lunchtime too, if they wanted to, um, knowing that they can always go in and do the class with her. 
So she was able to fit busy life with need. You know, she's she's a, she's a, a doctor, she's a mother, and she's a yoga lover. Yes. And now she gets to go home every evening and be with her family. She gets to do the dentisting bit, and she also gets to practice yoga. So that's, that's a really of- creative solution. And I guess all of us have creative solutions within ourselves. But when we're telling ourselves a bunch of shoulds or just feeling guilty or, mm-hmm. or unempowered, we don't come up with the creative solutions because we feel stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't see it. You just, sometimes it's like opening your thinking to actually, this is possible mm-hmm. and thinking, how can I do it rather than I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. I just don't have time. You know, would be something that went through somebody's mind, but if we can actually think, well, if I could do it, how would I do it? Yes. I mean, you're going from, I just don't have time, which in my traditional world of coaching is a thought, yeah. right? I just don't have time. And that creates an emotion of um, disempowerment or being stuck mm-hmm. in our emotions drive our action. So if we feel stuck, we act stuck and we don't change anything. Well, I don't have time. And I don't have time becomes you've thought it so many times that you believe it's a fact. That's what brains do. You know, if they've thought something a million times, then it's definitely a fact. And we don't ask ourselves, is that actually a fact? And and can I, do I have time or do I not have time? And then it does take a coach or a friend or, or um, a thought leader to go, okay, but what if you did have time and help somebody have a new thought that might be. I'm going to explore whether I have a different way of looking at this, or I want to, I want to have time, or I want to do this. That creates a different emotion, maybe empowered, the opposite, or creative, or curious. Mm -hmm. You're feeling curious, and you're saying to yourself, how can I have time? And then that leads you to the action of actually doing something like setting up a yoga studio for your team upstairs yeah. ortho practice. It's so cool. And everybody's healthier. Yeah. <laughs> we can all use a little yoga in our lives. Yeah. It's a, it's a really innovative idea. Yeah. That she created to be able to do that and what now that provides her team. So mm-hmm. I was, I was super excited by that result for her. Yeah. That she got I, what she wanted. Yeah. I would be really proud of that. So tell me, it's because you're cooking something new. Like, I mean, I guess it's baked now. You and another doctor, Laura, um, who's also a dentist and a life coach, have been teaming up to create something new and amazing. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, thank you. So Dr. Laura Schwint and I um, have created a new concept, which is called the Mint Door. And the Mint Door is an exclusive members club for women dentists Um, and it is going to be a place where women dentists can concentrate on their total well-being um, through starting off with conversation Um, we probably have very little opportunity to really talk openly and honestly with other women dentists um that we put so much pressure on ourselves for everything to be great perfect you know we are the people who you know if we look at our professional roles we're in control we're the experts 
we should know what we're doing, you know, but there are so many emotions that go on under that. And Laura and I both know what it's like firsthand to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. And it was over um, a dinner conversation with another woman dentist and somehow over dinner, it's not really dinner table conversation, but we got talking about the digestive issues that we all had had when we were practicing dentistry. Um, And it was just a realization that, wow, we've never had this conversation before, but realizing there were three of us from three different walks of life who had all been women dentists across across the United States, across the world, and we all had the same issues. Mm -hmm. and then we started realizing this goes far beyond just the fact that we had tummy ache or digestive or didn't absorb our food or didn't whatever it was there's so much more that we all have in common that we don't have the opportunity to share and talk about so we are creating the mint door will be a space it's a community for women dentists to have open honest conversation to gain support from each other Um, whilst realizing that you're not alone we're all in this together Um, and we are super excited to bring this together and there are going to be so many different parts to it there's you know we're housing our coaching program within the mint door we are going to have panel discussions there will be webisodes from industry experts who specifically are helping women dentists with their personal well-being, so this isn't for this isn't somewhere where we're going to tell you how to make more money on the bottom line by implementing a procedure in your practice because there are experts to do that. This is going to be where we help you be the best possible version of yourself, so you can go to these other people, and you know eventually it will impact the bottom line on your practice too. If you're at your best, then your practice will be at its best. I mean, for sure. Like if I were going to pick one thing that any female dentist can invest in first for the best return on investment, Mm -hmm. it's to invest in herself. Yeah. It's so honestly you and um, Dr. Laura Schwint are just both shining lights in the realm of, um, of supporting women dentists. So I'm really excited to see what this becomes because I'm sure that it will impact many lives. And of course, since we're all women, it won't just be the individuals you help. It'll be their families and their patients too. Yeah. Yeah. The the impacts are are far reaching. And when you think about this concept of well-being, it being the woman dentist, well, the kind of additional part to what Laura and I are doing is we are also going into dental practices and introducing this concept to the teams mm-hmm. of these women dentists who are already thinking about well-being being you know at the top of their list um, and they want to look after their teams they want to give their teams the best possible chance to feel good as well mm-hmm. so by going into practices we are helping the whole team feel that way and understanding that you know they can look after themselves as part of the workday, they don't have to feel frazzled, exhausted, worn out, uh, miserable or grumpy or irritable, whatever it is at the end of a workday when they go home, they just want to you know, rest their head in their hands because they have a headache. So that's mm-hmm. a super exciting thing to be able to help 
these dental teams because you know being a dental practice owner yourself you'll know that you want to retain your team you want to keep them working with you and that's so important and looking at ways of what can I provide my team with they wouldn't get elsewhere Mm-hmm. And we are finding women dentists who are on the forefront of bringing well-being and wellness into their practices mm-hmm. to keep their teams healthy, emotionally and mentally well, and also, you know, physically well as well. So they can I mean, work. Yeah, like I, yes, being there. I want to retain my team, but I also want my team to be well. Yeah. Because they're the ones who do most of the work in my practice. My practice is nothing without them. Yeah. So if they're well, then my practice succeeds. And then that benefits me and it benefits the patients. And it's just as one circle of. So that's that's another exciting part. That's not part of the Mint Door Private Members Club. That's a separate part of the Mint Door. But that's what we are really enjoying at the moment is going into these practices to sort of spread the message and do some group coaching with the practice team Um, and it's an interesting concept because so many practice teams are used to consultants coming in being the experts in their field and prescribing the way that they should do things yeah whilst we're going in and we're like talking to them and like well let's work out what's the best thing for you like we're not going to sell you our system Mm -hmm. we're going to help you work out what's best for you Yes. and your role in this practice. So, yeah. Well, I just think a lot of my listeners are going to be curious about the mentor. How can they learn some more? Do you have any suggestions of like a next step for them? Yeah. So we have um, a website, which is the mintdoor.net. Okay. Um, and if you go to that website at the moment, we are taking down, like you can express an interest. So when it actually launches in 2022, early 2022, you mm-hmm. will be the first to know to be able to apply to be a member of the Mint Door. There's all sorts of information on that website that you can learn more about what we're doing and how we're doing it and get to know myself and Laura a little bit better as well. Um, we have recently started a podcast. So our episodes are wherever you find good podcasts and, you know, this is a podcast. So your listeners will know how to find good podcasts. Yeah. Um, you find us in those places. We also put those episodes on our website as well. So you'll find us on Instagram um, at the mint door club on Facebook. We are trying to cover all that social media stuff at the moment as well. So you can find us there and we, we have a, if you go to the mint door website, so the mintdoor.net, um, you will find, and you put your details in, we will be able to send you um, a self-care planner um, as a gift. Um, and that self-care planner will just help you start thinking and start the process off of how do I think about self-care in relation to my everyday well-being within my practice, within my life, with my family. So we would we would love to be able to share that with people. Yeah, I will. I'll take a self-care planner. I'm going to the mentor.net. Yeah. <laughs> right now so I can go get my planner. That's yeah. exciting. I can't wait to see what you create. And please let me know if there's any way I can help with yeah, that. Definitely. I'm pretty excited for you too. Yeah. And for all of your future members. Yeah, thank you. You know, we we 
love collaborating with other women in dentistry. So uh, there will definitely be uh, a space for you in the mint door to help us out, Laura, for sure. Yay! <laughs> no, we can't we can't turn down friends and uh, <laughs> expert opinions and knowledge as well. So yeah, definitely. And I sure appreciate you taking the time to let me interview you today too. As first of all, it's wonderful to see your face. And then um, you always have this calming presence. Like I really feel like I can find synergy right now. <laughs> and um, you know, just thanks for sharing all the stuff you you came on to share. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, and we appreciate the opportunity to come in and chat with you too. And you know, Laura and I would love to have you as a guest back one day as well. So that would be okay. Cool. And I'll be sure to let the listeners know over here when I get over there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast and I will talk to you again soon. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Laura. It's been super fun. Thank you for listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I would love to meet you. To join our movement, find the Facebook group called Love Your Practice and request to join. If you can't find it, just send me a message and I'll add you. You'll find me there helping all of my ladies to fall in love with their businesses and have a better life.